Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Denise Saraswati. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Uh, we're going to talk about some important issues. One uh, I get questions about a lot is business owners ask me since I've been doing Savvy for 11 years, hey, can you make money out of this? Or can I grow my brand using podcasts, podcasting? And you've made a thriving business uh, out of being a podcaster and helping other people launch their podcasts. Um, but I'd love for you to share as we go on here ways in which people can use it for their business. What's best for them to use it? Because not always, as we mentioned just before the interview, it's a lot of work. So uh, share yeah. with the audience first a little bit about your backstory before we go to all those goodies. Sure, absolutely. Would love to, Christina. Firstly, thank you for having me on Savvy Broadcasting. It's nice to know that I fall under a somewhat savvy banner in, in some spheres, but uh, yeah. thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So just a bit of background on me. So I am Ginny Sarasvati. That's my name. Um, I was born in Sri Lanka, raised in Australia, and I grew up quite shy, shy and quiet because migrating from Sri Lanka, I was only one of the only brown girls, let's just say, at school. Um, so I did grow up a little bit shy and in my shell. And when I met my best friend in high school, I started to open up a little bit and, you know, it became a little theatrical, dramatic, if you want to say. Um, I did do drama and theater studies in college, but then I am actually by trade a broadcaster. So I had my own morning breakfast show in Australia for 10 years on and off. And then as a consequence became a podcaster. So it's a little bit about me, but you know, that's kind of the boring stuff. But the fun stuff is I love to drink coffee. It's kind of like a passion oh of mine. I love, there you go. It's just like, it's the thing that I used to start my day. I'm really mm. obsessed and almost to a fault, like at a creeper level about people's morning routines. I'm like, what is your morning routine? And people are like, get away from me. Let me have my coffee. I'm like, I want to know how you start your day. So yeah. there's a few things about me that are somewhat exciting or disturbing, whichever way you want to 
<laughs> no, I mean, coffee, I find to be a great way to bring people together. And everyone mm -hmm. has it differently. Um, I like mine, like super strong, put hair on your chest type coffee. It's crazy. My, my husband's like, this is a can of oil. What the heck? Um, <laughs> But everyone's different in that respect. But, you know, I, I love that you started in broadcasting. What even drew you to broadcasting in general? I think it was at the time I was in college, Christina, and I was studying, as I said, I was very dramatic and theatrical. <laughs> so I was studying uh, performing arts and uh, media studies. So I kind of had TV, theater and mm -hmm. film kind of. I was studying it in some way, shape or form, whether I was performing or actually doing theater. The theoretical work mm. um but I, I came across the radio station joy 94.9 on um online and they were offering a course in radio broadcasting I thought well I'm quite interested in this and I just found it was a really super interesting way to connect with people mm. but knowing that you're connecting with people but not actually knowing that you're connecting with them if that makes sense because mm. when you're on radio you're kind of speaking out to the ethers right yes. you're actually speaking to a particular person but you know there's multiple potentially hundreds of thousands of people listening. So not getting that immediate, you know, feedback or recognition or response to what you're mm -hmm. actually saying, it really does, I guess, in a way, uh, build that muscle of, okay, I want to be really mindful in what I share. I want to be ensure that I'm engaging with people. And when you mm -hmm. get messages coming, that's actually a way to kind of, I guess, tweak that muscle. And I guess now mm -hmm. in podcasting, that's because there's so many podcasts now, more than we've ever had in the last five years. Yeah. That's a muscle that I feel people have to continually refine. Like how often are you hearing from your audience? What do mm -hmm. they want? Um, so yeah, that's kind of what made me get into radio and I, it kind of became really one of those things that I was a little bit shy to do. Cause I said before, I was a little bit shy to talk, but once I got on the mic, I'm like, this is so much fun. I love the people that I meet. I, mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that I get to play what music I wanted to play at the time. Yeah. So it was a combination of things, but I think ultimately this is probably also being a coffee lover because coffee brings people together. So does podcasting, right? Yeah. In its own way. So Good absolutely there. absolutely <laughs> and you know it's interesting is i think uh people out there um when i i i like that you mentioned really getting a a pulse on what are the listeners saying because i think people can forget they get so wrapped up and, and tell me if you've seen this um oh my gosh i have only 10 subscribers on youtube or whatever uh, or, and and uh you know or i only have 100 listens i'm like listen you're there's a hundred ears listening to you if that's what it said yep. downloaded your your audio you reached actual real life people listening into your podcast that you are talking to yeah. um and so i don't think people should negate that you're actually talking to live human beings and have respect for them and and to, you know i know one gal she had reached a little over 1.5 million and she really built a following where she would engage with them on the other social medias and have these dialogues and and find out what, what's the pulse what do you all think about the last yeah. episode and da, da 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 um because to really get an idea what do, what do they even need for us we put out a big survey about two years ago and said, Hey, what are y'all looking for? And they said, we love your interviews, but they're just too long. I'm, I'm too busy. I wish they were shorter. So we brought them to 15 minutes because 15, 20 minutes. And it, it you know, immediately people are like, this is so much better. I can do it on my morning run, you know, my two mile yeah. run or whatever, whatever. So I, I love that you mentioned that. Now, so many people mentioned they want to build a podcasting fan base for their business or use mm -hmm. podcasting in some fashion. Um, when do you think it's the best time to use podcasting to grow a business and when maybe you should not look into it? <laughs> that is a great question because I've never been asked when shouldn't you use it. Um, mm -hmm. When you shouldn't use it, um, I'm going to make this very clear delineation. So when you shouldn't use it, 
as uh, when you shouldn't start a podcast, let's just say, if your only goal is to make money solely off that podcast, don't start one because you've got to look at your podcast as if you would look at a marketing strategy if you want, like a brand awareness vehicle. Now, nowadays we see things like billboards, um, T-shirts, TV ads, billboards in particular, like let's put TV ads to the side here, but billboards, right? I've had a billboard in Times Square. I'm not saying that for bragging rights, but I'm using this as an example. Still to this day, I don't know how many people actually saw that billboard. I don't know how many people saw that billboard and took action as to what I was actually putting on that billboard. I also don't know how effective that was, right? All I know in that experience is that I had a billboard. That's it. I could take photos of it. When I'm 80, I can tell my grandkids, listen, granny was on a billboard. You know, you better respect. That's the only value I can see from it right now. Obviously, there is greater value to billboards with brand awareness. Mm -hmm. But when you look at podcasting, right, like what you said, that example that you used before, Christine, the 100 views, that's 100 people who are like literally, if you think of it this way, having a meeting room and having 100 people in there listening to what you have to say, that's invaluable. Some people Mm -hmm. have to pay for event space for that. Some people have to get tickets to go see that. But the fact that you have that captive audience, that's that's such a great, um, great point to look at. But going back to your question, because I digress, you said, when is a good time to start a podcast or mm-hmm. when should people look at starting it? If you think of your podcast as a way to connect deeper with your current audience and to also reach a bigger audience, mm-hmm. if you look at it in that way, look at it as a marketing a vehicle for your brand awareness, look at it as a vehicle to build community, to drive your brand authority. So that's that's pretty much you can start it from you know get the get-go. If you know what your business is about, if you know who your currently your clientele is, what questions they ask, mm-hmm. then those two points are a great point to actually start your podcast from. Yeah, I, I love that you're saying that. Early on, I had gotten um, some calls from people over the years where they said, hey, I want to get a podcast going. How long till I can monetize this puppy? I'm like, no, 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 no. I yeah, mean, yeah. for one, and we both know this because we've been doing this a while, the back work to even putting on episodes that are quality and doing it consistently. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, people want to see consistent. They're just going to go off and be like, we don't know when to depend on listening to your content. So we're just not going to come on by. So it's yeah. gotta be consistent. It's gotta be quality. And mm-hmm. that takes work. hundred percent. And this is, you've touched on a really good point here, Christina, mm-hmm. because when it comes to podcasting, you know, you've got to show up every day, one for yourself one for your audience and secondly just to for your business right that's yeah that takes discipline and work so the discipline of podcasting is often not talked about people focus on how do I grow it how do I make money how do I put out cool content but <laughs> there is a discipline piece to it and it sounds super boring you're like oh god I gotta be disciplined re- like releasing podcasts you do because you're using it as a vehicle like what you said to build trust with your audience yeah and when you have trust then you have the power to influence so it's kind of it's kind of a two-way street you've got to look at it as how what can I commit to like if you can commit to something you know for six months of the year if you can release a podcast for that amount of time then you know okay that's when I'm going to start putting out episodes for this six month period yeah and you mentioned something else very important you said what questions are well hopefully you know who your target audience is and that you're actually know how to connect with them and you are connecting with them but they're asking you specific questions and how might you or your guests come to the table and answer those questions or bring value to your um, clients or potential clients. Um, and I think if you come from that that viewpoint, that strategy, you'll be helping your clients and in the long run will ultimately build your fan base. 
This is a great point that you raised here because this is what I think business owners, they're so in the grind of work. So say, for example, you have a coaching business and you're coaching a specific niche of, say you're coaching women executives or C-suite level women identifying individuals. Let's just say that is your coaching base market. Let's just Mm -hmm. say that's your market. Chances are your podcast, if you're going to want to drive a direct form of revenue into that business, your audience is going to be C-suite executive level women identifying individuals. So in your customer base, like what you said, Christina, the questions they ask you frequently, the pain points they experience, what's on their mind, what they care about, the information is all there. I think where business owners need to make a a shift from, or in this case, a coach needs to make a shift from how do I be a coach to how do I be a podcaster is flipping it on, okay, there's content, there's the episodes. Like you could make an episode out of a most commonly asked question to your Mm -hmm. fan base, right? And then you will attract more of your fan base because they will be out there too. So that's that's kind of the shift that I feel people kind of find it hard to make because if you're in that mode of I have a business, you think about selling your product, Mm -hmm. not actually talking about what your customers care about, think about, worry about. Yeah. And also whether you are actually selling, because I think there's that icky thing that people think, oh, selling, I have to push, push, push my product. And the same goes with either your product service or information and your podcast. If you come from the, if you come from the standpoint of value, you can't go wrong because either way, whether you make a sale or get a listener, you're presenting value and it will hit someone that needs it. And, and ultimately could, you know, in the long run, turn into a long lasting listener or potential client. Exactly. And I think that's, that's a great way to put it because even if you don't get a direct listener converting into a client, the fact that you have a podcast that's out there, that's being shared around communities in the circles that your clients roll in, there will be some form of ROI that comes to you that you might not be able to quantify in that moment. But the fact is you have a solid product that you've been consistent on. And that's very attractive to people that you've got a media library of things out there of content about yourself, of, of information about your services in a way that it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of an entree before I can purchase the main course. Exactly. In fact, that's happened for me. Uh, I've listened to a coach. He's now my coach, but for years I listened to his podcast and he Mm -hmm. gave so much value to me before one day I decided, Hey, I think we need to make this a go and work, work together. Um, but let's talk about something else. I think is very important. That is brand. Mm -hmm. I've talked to some people who decide I'm gonna do a podcast and Mm -hmm. it turns out to be a podcast about everything. Uh, really no kind of direction that you could say this ties into their company brand. Like what does this have to do with what they're selling or all about? And I I think some people can get off in the, in the bushes without realizing, okay, what is your initial reason for starting this podcast? What are the number one questions your client is asking? Mm -hmm. And are you really hitting with the way you put your podcast out, look and feel to your brand? Yeah. So I guess the question that you're asking there, Christina, is what do you start with when you're starting a podcast? What's a successful framework? So to your point, yeah, starting a podcast about everything, way too broad. I mean, that's great if you want to make it about everything. But if you say it's about everything, starting with that is going to be too wide. If you want to say it's a podcast about current events that encompasses everything, maybe even start with it's a podcast about current events and my opinion on these current events. That already, as you can see, keeps has short narrowed down the everythingness of that podcast, right? Yeah. So when you're creating a podcast, think about, okay, what do I actually want to speak about? And be specific. I had a client come to me the other day. I'll give you a real-time example. He said to me, I want to do a podcast on news, sports, 
politics and my opinions. And I'm like, okay, so you want to do a current events podcast. Your topics are going to be around news, sports and politics, but it's a news podcast and it's an opinion podcast. He's like, yeah, that's what I want. See yeah. how it's just completely narrowed it down, right? And okay. then the next step is think about um, think about your audience. Now, people say to me, okay, I've got a business podcast. I'm targeting entrepreneurs. Again, too broad. That falls into the everything bucket. Mm-hmm. If you want to target entrepreneurs who are high-performing, who are women, identifying individuals, who are burnt out at work, see how that's completely narrowed down that kind mm-hmm. of entrepreneur. So you're very clear on who you're speaking to. So a framework and um, a podcaster named Kevin Shemidlin, I think that's his name. He teaches this too. It's people who something, who something. So again, Mm. female entrepreneurs who are high achieving individuals who feel burnt out due to their work. See how it's very, very specific. So that's kind of the second Mm. step. And then the third step is think about the cadence. Again, I I said this before about the discipline and the trust element, right? This is very important. People kind of are very flippant about it, but Mm. think about it. Can you commit to weekly? Can you do every other week? How long can you do this for? Because when you say that episode is out, it has to be out. Otherwise you lose trust with your listeners. So that's another thing to think about. And also think about in that mind frame of cadence, think about, is it going to be a solo podcast? Are you going to have guests? Are you going to do both guests and solo episodes? These things will really help shape how realistic this is to come into fruition. Yeah. Um, so th- they're kind of the three things I suggest for people to think about. Cadence, type of show, and who you're talking to. Yeah. And and just really uh, briefly, let's touch on the time um, aspect of it. Because sure. let's say you're going to do a guest podcast. Uh, you mm-hmm. really don't have much of you don't know who to reach out to, you think maybe a few clients of yours, um, there is that background work and also reaching out to the people, setting up the interviews, all of that is time constraint. You'll have to add to your calendar when you make the decision, is this going to be a go for us? Mm-hmm. There, That's actually a very good point too, because some people are like, oh, I want to host a podcast with my best friend. We've got lots of things <laughs> to talk about and we want to have a guest. Great. Like if you have that kind of banter with your best friend, I, I'd love to do a podcast with my best friend, but it would never work because I know one, she's on a different time zone. Secondly, she's a full-time working mom of two. Thirdly, mm-hmm. we're just not going to make it happen. But things like that, if you have a co-host, just coordinating two schedules can be super difficult. And then coordinating a third person, like a guest on top of that, it can be quite challenging. So just keep that in mind, but also keep in mind things like, again, the time that into researching the content, the time into editing the content, the show notes, how are you going to promote the podcast? How are you going to distribute it? Like, do you have to learn these things? Are you going to outsource it? So these are things that you really need to have a good think about. And people are like, oh, I just want it one and done. And I think sometimes we forget to exercise that patience. It's like, we really need to think about, hey, how can I make this happen? Yeah. And all great things, even like your business uh, was not uh, overnight. You did a lot of work to build to where you are today. And on that note, I'd love for people to hear more about what you offer because you offer a one and done and and different options for podcasters or people who want to get out there and get a podcast going. Share a little bit about that. Sure. Thank you, Christina. So I, um, Ginny Media was a company that I found in a consequence of being a podcaster. And when I started my podcast in 2016, I had these same things when I was thinking about, it. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't audio edit. I can't write show notes. What I, I can't do, I like, I've got, to, I had to figure that out and learn it. But it, at that time I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I could outsource everything to multiple people or just one person to take care of it? So I kind of put myself in the experience of being a podcaster because one, I did it. And secondly, it was like, okay, what can, what can make this process easier? So 
Ginny Media, I found it, and we pretty much are a one-and-done solution for your podcast. You come to us with your podcast concept, and we'll help you plan the strategy, the launch, your episode arc, and we literally take care of everything for you from recording to uh, to distribution, so to publishing it on the app. So we'll do your audio editing, your show notes, your artwork that you can use on social to promote, mm-hmm. and we'll pop it up on the apps for you as well. So we just want you to focus on what you're good at, which is your business knowledge, whatever you're sharing in your your field of expertise. So that's that's essentially what we do at Ginny Media. Yeah, and I think I, I also saw that you do um, kind of a la carte as well. If you don't yeah. want it from one and done, you could offer like if you need one piece of the puzzle yeah. done, you guys can do that too. Absolutely. So if you want to come to us saying, hey, we just want you to do our artwork and distribution, we'll be like, sure, we can do that for you. We just find that people, when they come to us for a little bit, they'll come and ask for the other, uh, the few other pieces as well. So um, we're, we really are being in this space because media, audio media these days is so exciting and, you know, the future of it and what's, how people are getting so excited and, and everybody's getting a podcast from what it looks like. Really isn't everybody, but we, that's another like discussion. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, do you think, I, I was hearing, a couple of years ago that video was really the storm i hear they're going back more to audio because people are so busy they just want to be on the run they don't really need to look at people's faces yeah see people. i've had mixed reports too because now video podcasting is up but i don't know if that's because it's been podcasting's been so adopted by people that they love the visual element as an option yeah. That I think will take some time to realize. I know YouTube and Spotify are doing really well with the video uh, element of podcasting. I think audio, given your point, Christina, the fact that it is it allows you to manipulate your own time. Yeah. So you can be autonomous with the decisions you make as to when you listen to it and what you do while you're consuming that information. So yeah. I do think audio is the space that can only allow that. Um, it, it is the only space that allows that because you can't, read a book and drive, although some people do, and you can't watch a video and drive, although some people do, but you can listen to a podcast and drive and do it safely. (laughs) Yeah, please don't do that, people. Don't don't be watching us while you're driving. (laughs) But I loved having you out here today. It was such a wonderful conversation. I hope we get to meet in person one day, but I want everyone to find out how they can get their podcast going with Ginny Media. Share with them how they can do that. Absolutely. So just go on over to our website, ginnymedia.com. And there's a page there where you can contact us. You can also see the podcast we've produced. So you know that we do indeed walk the talk. Um, we've got a team all around the world in 16 different countries. So we're very excited to to meet all of you should you come our way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for coming today to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your great wisdom on podcasting. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. It's been so much fun. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 